talking about lead. Hey, hey. Fire up that stogie when the deal is done. Short fuse, black cat, everybody run. Linebacker when they bring the house. Welcome to Live with Larry. I'm Larry. And I'm Jesse. Larry's already lit. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> oh boy, Larry! This what have be you fun, Larry? What have you been doing today? I've been moving in. I am a Lexingtonian. Four hundred five hundred two. Uh, yes, five hundred two. Out of the suburbs, huh? And uh, signed the contract. I am here down downtown. Thank well, you so much. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your new place? That's exciting. And uh, you know, it's really fucking boring. Yeah, small little place right next to Kroger's uh, downtown, and so. Uh, How many times have you visited that little liquor store so far? Well, actually, none. <laughs> uh, and, and the really, really, really weird reason is because I do not have my face mask, which is in the uh, the car. And Where's so, your car? Uh, so I for- totally forget it. The race, you know, the face car. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have he doesn't have a car anymore. I I got exactly. to see I got to see Larry in person on Monday wearing the mask. Yes. Where was that? Face on yeah, Oh, you you ventured into the office, huh? I did. To cool. return the to return the parking pass since he doesn't have the truck anymore. Yes. No. Interesting. Saving some money, huh? Well, the the truck was borrowed, so, yeah. Oh, just like everything in JB's life, borrowed. (laughs) Anyway, we've got an an interesting show today. Um, Let's give a quick shout-out to Ernie's, our every week sponsor, always looking for... Kevin! Kevin! Yeah, Kevin and Justin are on Harrodsburg Road. Uh, we love that place, and uh, I'm drinking um, lots of different things here today, but one of them is our Four Roses pick that we did recently, which I gifted both of you a bottle of. So yep. hopefully you've tried that by now. But um, what do you, I, I guess, uh, what are you sipping on, Larry? I'm drinking, um, drinking the Ireland with some... Uh, uh, mixed scotch and uh, a little bit of uh, beer. Guinness, right? Guinea. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and JB, what do you have over there? I've got a old school fat tire. So that one of the few beers I could rummage up in the refrigerator. However, a base one ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I'm also drinking a. I'm also drinking a margarita and a Corona seltzer. I, I was trying to find some tequila, but I couldn't find any, so I went with bourbon. But 
Um, well, Larry, you wanted to talk about what's going on in the world today, and you're uh, nice and lit, so why don't you get us kicked off here? Well, you know, there's obviously an issue with, you know, Black Lives Matter, and it's been a bunch of protests, you know, here in Lexington, obviously around the world. And I think that, um, you know, it, it's something that we should, you know, variously, uh, of course, talk about. So I don't want to, like, dive into, you know, Black Lives Matters too much, you know, give, given the fact that I'm pretty well lit. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, when you when you mentioned you wanted to talk about all that, I was curious to know where you would go. And as I thought would happen, you kind of fizzled out. But uh, yeah, I, I think my thoughts on it are that, you know, I, I understand that I'll never understand what it's like as, you know, to be a minority, especially a black person in America, because I'm a white male. Um, and you and it's understandable. The protests are understandable. You know, the police police need to get their shit together. Um, but I'm not a fan of the loot, looting, you know, I don't think, I think that's crossing the line. So that's kind of what my thoughts on it are basically. Um, but I will say this, I have an interesting story about the, uh, the black lives matter, um, protests in Lexington. It's more of a, it's not really about that. It's more of a side story, but I went to my office on Friday, last Friday night. So we could go from today. Um, after we did our podcast, you know, I had my friend Ross here. Uh, I had some bourbon there that I owed him. So we went to pick it up and it was nine, it was nine o'clock, I guess. And so on the, you know, where we are we're on main street down there. And we, all of a sudden these, we see all these police lights in the conference room, um, you know, and hear a bunch of sirens. And then uh, I was like, well, holy shit, what's going on out there? And we go out and, you know, people are chanting black lives matter, black lives matter. And we didn't, I was just, you know, didn't have to drive through it or anything to get home. Um, but we went <clears throat> later. So fast forwarding the story, we're in my minivan driving around town. Um, and we kind of stopped at some friends' houses, had a beer and stopped at another one. Uh, I was supposed to go. Well, I did. I, I went to a farm on Saturday morning to do some farm work and we were going to shoot some guns and, and do that kind of stuff. Um, and I was going to borrow my friend's uh, AR 15 to take out there. So, it's about 1030 at night at this point, And he's trying to hand me the gun. He's, you know, saying, showing me how it works and uh, asking me how many rounds I want to shoot and all of that kind of stuff. And I have it in my hands and I'm just thinking about, you know, this thing sitting in the back of my minivan um, and us getting pulled over and them saying, well, where have you been tonight? It's like, well, I was at the black lives matter protest. And uh, what's that AR 15 in the back of, in the back seat? It's like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll come get this tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of an interesting story. So you, yeah, because if you look at the path we took that night, it was like, well, we started at that protest, and there's an AR-15 in the back of my, uh, in the back of my van. So uh, decided not to grab that, and then I was pretty hungover on Saturday, so I didn't even bother going over to get it uh, for Saturday. So we just went out there, and uh, you drove the tractor for about seven hours, um, mowing down the field and getting it ready for uh, um, to plant for hunting season in the fall so but oh, yep, that's my quick story about that uh i don't know I, this isn't a political show so i don't think we should talk about that too much 
Wow. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, I've been, uh, I've been to <clears throat> viewed three of the protests on three different nights. Um, I've been very proud or happy of Lexington that they've been nonviolent and no crimes or looting or anything like that. Um, most surprised by the uh, population of the people who are making up the protest. I'd say they're 75 to 80% white and in their teens and 20s. And that fits the demographic of Lexington, 75 to 80% white too. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, and then there's some, you know, you can tell older hippie activist types that are included too. So I just thought that was interesting, interesting perspective of who's taking part in the, well, and it, the was, it was Lexington police that kneeled with them right on the, on the first or second night. Right. So I think that probably had a, has a lot to do, you know, the way that the police force in Lexington has handled this. Um, and maybe you give credit to the mayor here, but um, them doing that kind of disarmed the crowd in a way of for hostility, um, them taking a knee, which I thought was really, really neat and really nice um, and, and a smart move. You know, it turns out to be a smart move because we haven't had any of that looting. Um, <clears throat> the one perhaps political comment that I will make about this situation is that it's beyond my ability to believe um, how that these mayors like the Bill de Blasio as an example, and some of the other mayors around the United States are letting their cities burn to the ground. um, Just to make, you know, just to prove a political point. I just, I just don't understand that Um, just so they don't have to accept help from the the national government, Um, which I think is nuts. I mean, I just think that's really stupid to let, to let these looters ruin thousands of people's lives and businesses um, just to make a political point that they don't want to help. They don't want to accept help from Donald Trump, which I think is stupid. Um, Larry, maybe you have a different opinion on that, but I just, I just can't imagine being a leader of a city and just allowing looting and, and burning to happen. No, no, I'm totally, totally on board with that. Uh, I did like a two-hour FaceTime last night with my two boys, um, William in Philadelphia and Patrick in New York City. And they were totally fucking freaked out, you know, especially William in Philly. You know, there were gunshots. There were, you know, totally protests. It was kind of crazy, you know, and for both my boys, this is something that they had never seen, you know, what? nor, nor had I, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they were too young to remember um, St. Louis I guess that would be the last one that was almost, you know, the last protest that was almost this large, right? Yeah. That's the, yeah. the one that Ferguson, I know. Ferguson, Ferguson, yeah, yeah, St. Louis, Ferguson, yeah. And what was his name? Michael, uh, Michael Brown, it was something Brown, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Larry, I mean, what about so you? You're older than us. You're an old man now. Um, <laughs> 
you probably remember the San Francisco riots and some other types, you know, types of things of this scale. I mean, is anything, right. you know, and I know that's far away from where you probably were in, you know, Lexington or um, New York at the time, but um, you probably remember some of that. Uh, how does that compare to what's going on now? Oh, well, not even close. I mean, we are in a situation that is very different. You know, we are in a situation that, you know, it has boiled over to an extreme. So, Yeah, but let's, like, give us some comparisons here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make you think, Larry. I know you're lit, but I'm trying to make you think here. <laughs> I'm lit and thinking. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Well, I mean, JB, you're you're a few years older than me. Do you, is there anything that I'm not thinking of there? No, I mean, I don't. I think. Uh, well, we can't we can't relate to what our parents went through with the civil rights. Yeah. movement type stuff in the 50s, 60s, and even into 70s. And then it seemed like things cooled down, and then there was Rodney King um, in, the, in the 90s. That's really the first thing I remember. But that, that I'm, I, much like you, grew up in a town of 1,800 people with no minorities. So, that, so I don't have yeah. a childhood or an upbringing to be able to really reflect on that very much. Well, I do remember... Um the Rodney King chants like on, on television and us watching the news and people chanting Rodney King. And that was, I think immediately following that um, incident. And then every incident that came after that for probably a few years. Right. I remember it happening later as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's, I guess let's change gears here. Uh, what kind of, Quarantine updates do you all have? Do you have any? I know that, excuse me, Larry, you just moved. It seems like you've ventured back into the office at least for one day, right? What else have you, yeah. have you done differently? As in, have you journeyed out at all? No, no, I'm, you know, I'm kind of uh, doing my best to quarantine myself. Otherwise, you know, you know drowning my sorrows with much liquor. <laughs> you better be careful, Larry. Um, <clears throat> well, I just found out some terrible news. My um, my daycare isn't going to open until July twentieth, oh, even wow. though they're uh, uh, able to open on June fifteenth. So I've got an extra month and five days working from home with the kids and the babysitter. So. Oh no! Another month of wearing gym shorts and t-shirts, I guess. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the determination? Why Why are they doing that? Well, the they they have we have a board, and it's made up of parents mostly. Um, and they sent out a survey as well. And I don't, I don't think I actually ever filled out the survey, mm-hmm. but um, some of the parents were hesitant to send their kids back, and with the, all of these ridiculous restrictions, they were limited to how many. Um, students or kids you could have in the same room and wearing face masks and all of these other ridiculous things. So some, I've heard some daycares are asking people to volunteer to not send their kids back. 
um, which is probably what we would have had to do as well because, you, you know, they're limited how many you have. And that, you know, it's usually like 12, 12 kids per teacher, but now they're limiting it to like eight people in a room. Um, so I say that because um, what they, uh, the decision was based on um, by July 20th, they, we should be at another level of openness Right. Where we don't have to deal with all of that. So they just said, all right, everybody stay home um, that additional month. And by then we'll be the you know, things will be a little bit easier to handle, which I understand. You know, my theory on things like daycare, uh, you know, in the pool in general, pools are now going to open up at the end of the month, supposedly, you know, the, but, you know, where I go to the pool, we're going to have to make reservations and, and do all of this other crap with the daycares and the pools, either you're open or you're not because nobody's going to follow the rules anyways. You know, you can't right. make a kid wear a mask and you can't make a kid not touch someone at the pool. Um, it's just impossible, you know, and it's hard to stay six feet away from someone at a pool when everybody's just splashing around. So that's my theory on that. And then um, I actually said that to one of the board members, which probably aided in the decision to push it back ironically. So now, yeah. had they been open though as a first, as a critical, <clears throat> they they were for a couple of weeks, but they couldn't get enough um, first responders' children to sign up, so then they shut it down. Gotcha. But I know a lot of the teachers are doing home care for um, people that are already enrolled there. I'm sure getting paid cash too and double dipping, so that's yeah. nice. Good for them. Yeah. Right. What about what about you, JB? Have you gone to a restaurant or anything? Uh, I have not gone to any, I've been to one restaurant since my report last week. And that was just for lunch, KS bar. Everything was spread out. Very pleasant uh, experience, though it took two hours for a very simple lunch. Yeah. Wow. What about business-wise? How's your business going, Larry? Oh, sucks. (laughs) how so like like nobody's nobody's spending money on marketing right now well it's not just marketing it's technology and so the people that want to buy what i got it's it's kind of discretionary and so they're they're just not spending money at all but yeah Anyway, so I'll figure out how to pivot, you know, make some other money. But you, you're, um, your business is doing rocking. We are. We're rocking um, because I, we work with volunteers. So if people are furloughed or laid off or um, working from home, even they have a little bit more free time to do their side hustle. Um, so, yeah, we have been we've been doing pretty well. It, we've been, I, I say that we've been doing a lot of, um, a lot more product demos and things like that, but decision-making to purchase the software has been a lot slower, but the sales cycles cycles a lot longer because nobody can get together and have a, like a board meeting with the COVID, um, happening. So, yeah. uh, this, you know, the sales cycle has gotten significantly longer, but, um, we are, uh, priming the pump on more deals than we, we have in the past. So. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I've been keeping really busy, which is good for me, I guess. That's how I make money. Cool. So um, uh, your background is your new office? 
Well, my background is, yeah, the master bedroom, <laughs> which is my new office, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so you totally moved in, old office, gone. Yeah, I was actually uh, hanging some pictures and shelves right before this. I told my wife I had a half an hour. And so that shows you how, you know, that's kind of one of the last things you do when you move into the house is hang the pictures. So we're, we're moving right along. It's, it's really exciting. Did you use the new yellow uh, thing from? Yeah. Why don't you describe that for our listeners? First of all, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a, it's a yellow, uh, it's probably a foot and a half long, and you can hook your picture onto it and then place it where you want to on the wall. But then there's two little tacks that you can push in and those yeah. help you mark something. And then what you, what do you do? You turn it upside down and then. Well, what you do is, um, yeah, you hang the picture on there. And so the tack is where the nail will go. So you, just, oh. you know, you pump, push it. And it makes a little mark so you can na- nail your – and it has a level on there too, which is yeah. somewhat – um, the level is very important piece of it. Yeah, I have. I tried to use it, but the, we started off hanging really large items, um, which would cover that level up. So it was kind of – I had gotcha. it hung, hung on there, but I couldn't see anything to see if it was, you know, situated right. And I didn't want it – mine has three hole, three little pokers, and I didn't want to yeah. poke three holes in my wall. So, Okay. Um, but I will be using it, yes, which is, which is funny. I think we – not even talking to each other about it, bought one both on the, like the same day. Um, of all I, the things that I bought uh, off of Facebook or Instagram, it's the one thing that has come back like looking and acting like it's supposed to. The others have all been very um, uh, not up to expectations. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it would work, but it, it's going to be for small items though. That's kind of the, the pain yeah. point. <clears throat> Anyways, Larry, you got any pictures uh, to hang up or are you just using blank white, white walls and yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, All right. so you're with Larry episode 16. Are you ending this with no warning? Yeah. I think yeah. it's actually episode 18. I want to hear your hair, your hair, hair, hair. <laughs> Well, Larry's got to get, thanks for listening, everybody. Larry's got to get back to his cave and and keep drinking, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Hopefully next, next week is better. All right. All right. Bye. Fire up that stogie when the deal is done. Short fuse, black cat, everybody run. Linebacker when they bring the high.